Ma'amakam in front of you yet, because this is uh, the last night for now of the finishing of the sugya and the chazara. We'll have occasion, Mitzvah to receive shaylas on previous sugyas and put them in, as we have done in all the previous sugyas. So, first of all, a tremendous yishakayach to the um, the elam out there. We'll start from the Rochaikim uh, and then we'll get to the Kraven. Uh, it never ceases to amaze me how the Arba Confessor is there, Yidden Steiging, and thinking about it, asking Shailas, Kashas. And most of all, a tremendous credit to our yeshivas and the general atmosphere of learning that you can get into a Sugibian for over a year and a half, closer to two years this uh, post Pesach. And remember the first year I said, there's one Pesach. There's 20, 30 Gemaras, and a lot of Sugis, and very applicable. At the beginning, some of you wondered, where can this apply? Today, you're wondering if you're going to get a day or an hour in the day where it's not coming up, which is uh, good. That means you're thinking of the Sugi. It's not good that we have so many possible Lifneiver uh, Shailas. But being that Klai Yisrael is doing well, but not everybody is completely from, and even with from people it comes up so the Edlam has been uh, very focused on it so we're going to touch upon a few things and end with one very telling uh, true Misa we don't say any untrue Misa here uh, there are enough true ones that are uh, <laughs> that are Peladic so last week's Sheer Wednesday night which ended up remaining Teresh Peh that's a rare rare event here like one in a thousand where it's not uh, posted uh, for various reasons but the last five minutes of the shear I gave an example based on a real Shiloh the name was withheld I had a covet to his neighbor and uh, the name will be withheld the next one also but they're similar and that is the aside we had that if you are makbed not to do something or to do something and it's still a machlekes and they're bona fide shittas, even without calling it a chumrah. He said, more make din, but there's room to make all. It's a chumrah, zichas, no lifnever, and the other guy is not machmer. But even if the sugidama and the minig is to be machmer on it, to be on it, but there are enough bona fide shittas that are makel, many peskim, we spent about six weeks just on the shailu, but it's way back. Many peskim say there's no lifnever. It's not a double portion. So, if you remember, the plastic caps and Chodosh and Yashon and Chol uh, Visral and host of other applications. Not good to get into the Shailah. If he wants to sew it, let him open the cap. But if it gets uncomfortable and he asks you, you feel you have to offer, so you can give it to him. You shouldn't open it for him. You should be the one that doesn't do it, let's say. You should give it to him, and that's not Lifnever or Messiah, even though you're passing it to him, which is normally Messiah, even if he get it himself. And there are many, many applications we had. The one we just spoke out was about medicine, where certainly a liquid form, which has some flavoring, it's better to get a kosher version. And if you live in an area where they sell entire lines of this stuff, basic Tylenol and things like that, one should opt for the kosher version. And the Shaila was, he is Makbaran, and his neighbor is not. And when it came time to um, 
give them something which he still had, can he hand them over the other thing which he wouldn't need at this point, which in kashras comes up all the time. But it's a good example. We're not saying necessarily there's nothing to discuss in being Mako, we're just saying that the assumed thing that when it comes to medicine and people have enlarged that tent to include anything that might make them feel good, which is some people all food, but <laughs> it doesn't include every supplement you think is a supplement and it has to be a real medicine. If it's tasteless and it's bitter, there's uh, not a whole lot to discuss, but we spent before the Lufniver Sugya a long time on that, and for Tintum and Effort purposes, there's even what to discuss over there to be mocked. Over here, we're talking about things that taste half decent, depending who you ask, or something has flavoring, liquid form, certainly, or certain coatings that are flavored. And you're mockbid, and if you can get it, you should, even if you pay a little more. But it's not Lifnever to hand it to them, assuming they have what to rely on. Most of the time they do. Sometimes it's uh, so out of control, it's like a candy that they're marketing as something that's good for you, and it's a candy. Then there's no room to make all. So you have to be careful about that. I tell people litmus test is if you'd make a shahakal on it, so many people say, make a shahakal on it. It's a supplement. My doctor said it might be good for you, maybe, according to some studies, if it's a candy. It could be good for you also, maybe, yeah, maybe not. It, you should be making a shakal, and then it's a conscious concern. And uh, they have a lot of vitamin Cs, which are generally not a conscious concern, like that. And I've told my kids that they should make a shakal, and when they were younger, they make a bracha on a vitamin. And I said, anything you line up twice for is bracha material. So the doctor's looking at me puzzled. Uh, but uh, you know the vitamin Cs that are candy, they call them vitamin C candy. They might have some vitamin C in it, but they taste very good. If you, oh, right, okay. <laughs> That's why you were. So, as I said, it's candy. You don't need FDA approval to take a candy if you want. But then it's a brocha shayla and it's a kasher shayla. Vitamin C's don't have a, a big risk. It's not difficult to make it kosher. So that was what we quickly said at the end of the share last week. Uh, another example of this, and I'll make this really short because when I mentioned it last time, it usually invites a firestorm. But if you live in Muncie, you're a little bit more laid back at this point. But a fellow lives in a certain borough in Brooklyn. Brooklyn is a borough. A certain section of Brooklyn, the borough of Brooklyn. And he does not hold it there, there in a big way. And there are many other people who do hold, do hold of it in big way, small way, but they hold of it. And there's a family member, and he asked me, what do I do when they walk in with their baby carriage? Okay, they're there already. Sometimes they walk in with challah and with wine. So, can I have enough from this? So those that don't hold of it, don't hold of it in a big way. But, God shalom, there, those who want to detain it, know you have to make a point. I respect, uh, if I'm not a kanoi about this, doesn't mean I can't respect somebody who is a kanoi. I'm just telling you what I told him, that you can mention that, by the way, next time you come, no need to bring anything, got a hold of it anyway, and it's fine. And, but, if you know it's going to be a major world war, if you don't partake of it, or that's not the or not forcing you to drink anything or eat anything, but should you say something, should you be moicha, or should you pass it to them if you hold the sasabanah, that's a maizah Shabbos, but they don't. That's the easiest case. Let's take that last one. <laughs> so can you pass it back to him? He's the one aboard it. He wants to taste some of his wine. The answer is, assuming, hopefully, there's what to rely on, that's a debatable point. That's why it's a toxic example that wouldn't be lifting either, even though you are 
unless you hold learning the sugi that it's so posh that it's also there's no tzad l'hokal and there are others that hold like that then it could be lifni v'shem but you have to be a bar day to hold like that what? if someone brings someone Shabbos if you not partake it from it it's a problem for him to bring them a gift if you go to someone like oh it's a gift on Shabbos you're asking else to help if you're bringing someone something on Shabbos if he's not going to open like you bring a house. No, there's something. Yeah, they, we don't give gifts on Shabbos. There's innocent to give gifts on Shabbos. The exception is foods. So you're saying if he's not going to open it, right. but usually the, in this scenario, the people that are carrying it there are, are around people who are doing it. And they don't realize there are people who don't and didn't even enter their mind, so they would know that. But yes, if they would know ahead of time, even just the thought that counts, they shouldn't be bringing it because then there's no my love. Uh, you know, right. even though it's still a food, I, I don't know if you can officially answer it, but yes, that's an interesting point. Yeah, so you say something nicely. It depends who you're dealing with, what you can get away with. And but God Shalom and Tzlif Neiver. If you learn the sugya and you betzem or bar hachi to hold that something is aser medina, then a taka is a lif neiver shayla. Uh, word or two about uh, nursing home facilities. As I mentioned, there are still a few sugyas, believe it or not, that we could spend five, six weeks on, but we are out of time. So, sort of mention. One or two protein. There's an issue of serving treif. You're in Texas, but there might be some Jewish residents, so we don't be cheshesh to Jewish residents. Mechapesi, right? People are akum. But there's only so far, one fellow was telling me he uh, owned a place down there, and he said, they had this lady, all of a sudden she started speaking about Knedloch and about Pesach and about Alta Baba and about Disney. So I said, that sounds like a problem. They said, no, we just held that she was a bit out of it. That's a very strange. You could be a bit out of it, and you could be a card-carrying Southern Baptist and start talking about Canadian. It looks possible, but probably not. And she's probably Jewish. So it's still living either. <laughs> yes, the case, right? Right, exactly. So you never know, even those who, well, we don't know, but here's the clue. She's talking very, and she starts speaking Yiddish. They say, yeah, but that's from, that these books written about the people whose neshama was 1,600 years ago, and that was from a different lifetime, but she's really not Jewish. And she's probably Jewish, and the Yidden appear all over the place, and you can't feed them tarfas even if they're a uh, Moomer, and even if um, they're Russia, and the Nadvi Huda, and that whole Kula, and the Shach, is only when it is Chadav Adonai, and it's only Durabanon, then you can begin to discuss it. So most people are quick to say, and this is an important Nakuda, that the nursing home, obviously, is a scenario where it's accessible in terms of food. They can get whatever they want, and they can go somewhere else, and people have choices, and we live in a democracy, and therefore, it's not Trev and Ira that they need me, it's Chadav and Ira, and therefore I can think of the coolers that they're amazing anyway, and, and Malcolm Hefson, Taka, that would be a cooler if that were true. Problem is, once somebody, it's now dinner time in a nursing home. They checked in, did all the paperwork and everything, they're there from 4 o'clock, and finally settled in, and they're sitting in their bed, when's dinner? So you can d- agree or disagree with the Metzius over here if you know anybody who manages that, but I think you can agree with what we're going to say. And at this point, they are not going anywhere else for dinner tonight. They can't go anywhere else. No one's bringing them any dinner. Very basic shayla for a year and a half of sugi. Is this chadav denara or treav denara at this point? Don't tell me what it was yesterday that she could have and would have. She's here now. Like, Why? They will get outside after that. They will get, who will they call? Let's say it's a lady, a mana, she has no family. They will what? She's going to call Uber? Uber Eats? And she's going to, this 96-year-old lady? She never heard of Uber. Activities take care of you. What? Activities, departments. They'll go out to the store for you. 
do they know that? That's a modern, it's interesting. That's why I asked you to weigh in. I asked a few, a few um, what do they call What do they call you people? Managers? You're not the one, but the, uh, what are they? Uh, what? Administrators, yeah. So uh, he's not administrator. He's uh, something else, but he's familiar with the operations. So uh, most of them said that they're getting dinner now, and it's an hour to dinner, two hours to dinner, and they're not doing it. You're saying if it's an option, that makes a big enough gamin over here. You have to first touch up every scenario. Is this chad of the or chad of the So first thing you've got to do. You don't have to know all the answers. You just got to know what you're looking for in the Shaila. So if they have a choice and they're amazed in a moment, it's still not Kishmak uh, to stop at the Magan of Ram and feed Charifus to a Yid. It's a big schluss if you can get them to eat kosher. But then, if they really have choices, then you could begin the coolers and you could talk about Hester moving, you could get sued. And that's where the Shaila starts. To set up the proper safeguards to this, which many people do, is they get food service handled by a guy and they tell them it's all yours, you're making the money and we're giving it to you, that's the price and I don't want to hear about it. Then it's hopefully lifne lifne, although it's not so posture as we said, lifne lifne we never really got into, but it's a sensitive topic because the Gadarma are not clear, it's not just once removed. There are many more restrictions, but at least that's a start. At least, and if you really don't know, Problem is that m- many businesses are run and should be run, except for this scenario, and it runs into a problem, where even if you delegate and you outsource and things like that, if you don't stay on top of it, they're not going to make money, you're not going to make money, and usually people are on top of it. And so it's not really true that you don't know and you don't know what's going on, and yeah, you can do whatever you want, but it's not, it, the Messiah has to be so, and that's tricky as we all know, but it's a start. That's definitely to layer it, to try to opt into Lifne Lifne, that would be Kadai, even though Lifne Lifne is not so readily applicable, but first have to at least set up a scenario where you're trying to protect yourself. And a lot more to say on that. There's, uh, the typhus, though, is a pretty personal direct issue when the lady starts speaking Yiddish and she's not from a different generation where her neshama came from uh, 200 years ago, and she's uh, clearly Jewish. And that's uh, uncomfortable. The Milo, of course, the latter half of the sugi has been Arvus and the Chiv to try to get involved and help people besides the avoiding the Israel of Neighbor. A lot of opportunities to make sure they get a Jewish burial and they're not cremated and they're not... And they, uh, somebody takes care of their needs and you say Shema with them at least once before they leave. That can be Masakin a lot. There's a lot of things an administrator can do and the people on the ground can do, and it's a wonderful opportunity. So that's not Lifneiver, that's the positive side. Lifneiver is here because we have a Chiyav Arvis. And uh, Lifneiver, the rice is even without a Chiyav Arvis, like Tagayim, because there's a Chiyav to just not pollute the atmosphere with Averis. But on the positive side, there's a lot you can do in a short amount of time to make some small hiri, chuva, and tikkun. And that uh, shouldn't be forgotten by anybody, certainly not in a nursing home or a hospital uh, scenario. There was a Misa. took place in Shari Chesed and Shari Chesed of old let's put this at, I don't know 1944 or 45 anything before it's clear it took, took place before 48 and Shari Chesed, as you know, is one of the oldest neighborhoods outside, you know, it started Meisharim, Gula Shari Chesed is a very old neighborhood Shlom Azaman lived there, Shalom Shadron and uh, the Rav at this time was Rabbi Yaakov Moshe Chalap, a very famous tzaddik, Tamar Chacham. And uh, per the 1940s or 30s, the neighborhood, if you go today, by the way, Shari Chesed is 
two by three. It's not. It was an enclave for very, very from people, tremendous Yerushamayim, and associated with the old Yishuv. And uh, the old Yishuv, like anything, unfortunately, pre-Medina days, that was considered old and looked upon as old by the youth. I say that in a negative way, not a positive way. We never say anything negative, but this is the Messias. Like Haskalah, but this was the newer form, but same Haskalah. The youth were often um, drafted in every sense of the word and pulled away to the very secular, often rapidly anti-religious side of things, even from good families. And It was a matzav where the from community was tiny and very defenseless. It's always something you have to watch out for, but we have the luxury now where Hashem gave us uh, and many more hundreds of uh, brachas that the from community should be able to stand on its own and uh, have tremendous keichas, and that's a bracha we, we are growing up with now, but that's not to be taken for granted. And then it just wasn't true. So, that background, uh, there was one man in the neighborhood from a very fine family, who was a young man, young, and uh, as you'll see, he's a little reckless. And he started slipping away, Rahman Laslan, and uh, changed his mode of dress. And then after a short while, he uh, joined the um, Haganah. That's not the Haganah as opposed to the Ergun or whatever, but he wasn't with the program anymore. And joining then, not that there weren't any Orthodox people involved, but in the full sense of the word, came into this uh, new lifestyle and uh, wanted to leave everything else and unfortunately it would have been better had he just left at this point and then we keep diving people and sometimes they come back. He wasn't satisfied with leaving. Remember Shari Chesed's two by nothing would be a better description. How many streets are there in Shari Chesed and how many cars would you have on the streets? Didn't have too many cars in Eitz Yisrael and the streets are, you could drive through Shari Chesed in a minute and a half. And unfortunately he was not part of the issue anymore. He became Lachis and that's usually to cover up guilt feelings because the neshama knows they're doing the wrong thing by going off, unfortunately. And he, Dafka, came on Shabbos with a car. And imagine coming with a car in the 1940s when, that's why I don't think it was the 30s, but cars were not uh, found. He found one. And he started driving up and down the one, one or two streets in Shari Chesed, Rahman Ruslan, on Shabbos. Now, this is not only a tremendous chutzpah, it's uh, throwing down a challenge that Shari Chesed was there, so they should have some normalcy, despite the fact that everything else around them is burning in Ruchnius and in Gashmi, so it's also a dangerous uh, time. And they, obviously painful to see this, and they try to nicely, you know, be Makayev and work on him, and say, look, you know, from now, you've got to drive your car, it's dangerous, like drive a car in a neighborhood where there are no cars in the street. It's, it's just it's dangerous, dangerous, ruchnius, uh, not too safe in Gashmius, and uh, it's creating a lot of uh, resentment. And after trying a few times the nice way, the uh, people, the community, some of them decided that next Shabbos uh, he's not driving here anymore, and if he comes, uh, he's going to learn that he can't drive here, which at a certain point you have to stand up. Uh, we now, it's an important story because it's all about Rahmanus and trying to help people when they're doing the wrong thing, even though they're doing the wrong thing. And that has to be balanced, that we've been discussing the last few weeks, and unfortunately, it looks like we've been discussing even more of a time. But uh, the new trefa, upside-down, inside-out philosophy of the world is that we only feel bad for Rashaim, but all the people they're affecting in a negative way, we don't feel bad for. That's uh, Bahamaven 
Yavin in every every form and every toeva, not just one, not one dimensional. It's, it's it's across the board, and the fact that uh, they're having a bad effect and they're upsetting other people. That doesn't make a difference. It's only if we do something that doesn't make them feel comfortable, and you can't have Rishayim run the circus. That's uh, and that's what's uh, going on. So here, the father was obviously very upset, and people kept telling the father, "Look, uh, we don't want anybody to get hurt, but he can't do this and destroy our community. He's doing it lachas." Yeah. So uh, next Shabbos, this is not continuing. So the son still lives at home at that point, and the father begged him because he got a message from Rabbi Chalap, he says, just bring your son to me. I want to talk to him. So he begged his son, he spoke to the Rav, the son was laughing, I'm not going to speak to the Rav. It's not happening, and I know what he wants to talk to me about, and uh, we've got rights, and uh, God, we live in a democracy, and we, all, the, all the garbage is coming up, you know. It's, I'm going to assert myself, and I'm going to drive here, and he's going to tell me where to drive. So the father begged, 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 and Baruch some pencil it, I guess. So uh, his father said, just do it for me. I'm not going to ask you to do it twice. The Rav has to see you. Go see him. So I'm going. If he brings up, I'm not discussing. I'm not stopping the drive. Very defiant. So he walks in. And um, this is like right before Shabbos. And he wasn't even in the house. The Rebbitson was there, probably by design. He said, the Rav will be back in 20 minutes, and uh, just taking care of last minute things. In the meantime, we have some coffee and kakash cake over there. That already is. They couldn't afford kakash cake or coffee. But they, you know, whatever she had, she wanted to make them feel welcome, have a seat. I know you're all going to ask, uh, you always ask, uh, well, what about the bracha? It's probably not making brachas at this point. He's driving a Shabbos on this line. Okay, so uh, this is good uh, Shaila, but it would be much over here. You're going to hear what the attempt, what he's trying to do. And they're always trying to be friendly. You never take a militant approach unless uh, they're steamrolling over us and affecting our lifestyle, which is where it ends. So the, the Rav knew the people were right, and this can't go on. And he's going to make one last attempt. And, uh, and he told them he's going to make one last attempt. So he's sitting there, and he's happy to have a good piece of cake. And Chalap comes back, takes him into his study, and he said, you know... I heard uh, very positive things about you that you're Mesa Nefesh to protect Yidden. It's a long pause. That caught him off guard. He thought the conversation would be about his very nefarious, uh, cruel activities of trying to ruin everybody's Shabbos because he wants to make a point about his being fried. That was what the meeting was about, but he doesn't know that yet. So he said, uh, well, um, yeah, I guess, you know, just in case there are some small lights around here probably didn't use that word uh, and uh, yeah we try to do what we can do so he said I heard that last Shabbos and the Shabbos before you actually felt there was a security risk and you actually got in your car and you were on patrol so he looks around the lot and he said um, not exactly he said well I wasn't there but I heard uh, driving to the neighborhood I hope everything was okay did you get them did you uh, protect everybody? Nobody got hurt, Baruch Hashem. So, everybody feels, no, he's going to tell the Rav, no, I'm just, um, I have a lot of chutzpah, I'm lahachis, and I'm very upset, and I'm trying to drive and wake up the neighborhood on Shabbos. So he said, um, yeah, you know, you never know, and we have to have men deployed all over the place. That's not true in Shari Chesed for the one block by two blocks, but the, this is being Mashan of Nidak Yishalom. He's, having a conversation in Kilu, this is what he heard, but he doesn't know too much about it, but he obviously 
that was uh, that was the case. He said, uh, he said, yes, it's, it's fine. You don't have to. Love does not to thank me. So he said, no, I wasn't coming to thank you. I just, I, I think he's Zervi Shakayach. I just have a request. It's an Indian of Pikuch Nefashis, what you're doing, and there are some people in the neighborhood who didn't understand it that way, and they're getting very, very upset, and they're so upset they're going to try to physically stop you, and I don't want to fight because they're going to interrupt your Atzala work. And therefore, if it happens this shop, as you have to go, call me first, I'll come in the car with you, and that way I'll be enough. The Rav is sitting there, obviously you're there to protect the people, and it's Pikuch uh, Nefashis. Kid didn't know what to do with himself. So he said, no, he doesn't want to be matriach. He says, no, 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 it's important. If it's been quoted in Foshis, it's very important. The people are serious. The people who are raising a storm about this obviously just don't have all the facts, which they did. And um, I want to make sure you get your job done, and therefore just call me, and it's a mitzvah rabba to join. So at the end of that conversation, the kid said, okay, I'll be sure to call. And that was the last time they saw him driving on Shabbos in Shari Chesed. So, it's a brilliant idea. That's not always going to work, obviously. But it shows you how far he was the Rav and he understood the people and they were right. Can't just let people destroy the community. But, do it Shalom, it didn't work. You could try a call us a ruse. But this is a mitzvah on the Shalom. And he made him feel good, but it didn't make him feel good about the Avery he was doing, which is, I can't overemphasize that chilek. And there was a famous Sadiq Yushalayim whenever he saw a cock drive by on Shabbos, he would yell out, Mazel Tov! They want to say, Mazel Tov? What Mazel Who is that? Like, I have no clue, but if they're driving on Shabbos, obviously she's having a baby. What else could it be? So he used to scream, Mazel Tov. I think he knew it wasn't always having a baby and try to be Malabas Chus they're driving anyway but if they're here to trample on your values and drive to your neighborhood you don't wish on Mazel Tov you tell them don't show up here again after you try the nice way always try the nice way first so this is one last attempt in a very interesting way to try but he built them up in a way where he was complimenting him on probably the only mitzvah he might have been doing if he was if he did carry a gun and he was using it to kill somebody who wanted to hurt somebody, then that's a mitzvah. But if he's here to drive because he wants to go on a joyride to drive everybody crazy to show how big a Russia he is, that's not okay. And we don't just say, oh, that's wonderful. We're just going to ignore you. Unless the hundred people driving through anyway, in which case they should ignore him. But that's why I said this is Shari Chesed, 1940, whatever. And this is not Hanifa of a Russia. This is a way, just uh, he was an immature kid and he had issues and he was just trying to defuse the situation that he shouldn't get hurt. And there's a chance he'll come back and always leave somebody with a nice impression. If you can, you can't always do that. And the people who are clamoring for some semblance of normalcy in the neighborhood, there shouldn't be much be on others. This is going to affect others, which... Anybody with a liberal mind will understand. We don't mind if we affect 100 other people that they're going to want to follow him as it looks like an exciting lifestyle. We just want to protect the Russia. That's not the Messiah. There's a difference between being nice to people and never giving up on people and doing Kiev and Achiev Arvis versus letting people, whether they mean to do this or not, uh, destroy the Messiah because people are misunderstanding that you're complimenting and okaying an Avera. That's not what he did over here. 
he said, he made a story. He said, you're obviously driving around because you're trying to protect it as a hot solar call, basically. And I want to come with you because I want people to uh, possibly stop you and harass you if you're doing such important work. The Rav knew that. People knew that. Maybe the kid realized afterwards that, but he never drove again on Shabbos. And that's a very important lesson over here, but the lesson has to be applied, and it's very sensitive, very difficult to apply it in the right place. Difference between never giving up, always trying to help, versus giving a Hesher temple on a very reasonable lifestyle, which just lends other people to assume it's not so bad. Or it's mutter. Or maybe taka, all these psukim I thought meant something else, and really doesn't mean that. And that's what's going on today as you see here. That's Lifna Ever. When you give a Hesher temple on something and you cause people to lose their Yerushalayim or their regard for Averis or the Hashivas for Mitzvahs and you water things down and you do that because you think that's necessary and it's not even unfortunately in the scenario today quite often it's not even Kirov it's just they want validation that this is normal and okay and this cuts, there's many different Averis I'm not talking about one specific thing but that's the new thing is that you have to validate me the fact that I'm trampling on all your values doesn't make a difference I have a right to do that you have to validate me that's ridiculous, and that's nothing to do with religion even. It's just a ridiculous one-way street. That's Lifn Ever, because you just keep lowering the lines and lowering the uh, gedarm. That's Lifn Ever, when you send a message that certain things are okay, and people therefore take it less seriously. That's Lifn Ever. But if you can compliment something that's complimentary and try to give somebody a warm feeling, hold on to them, but nothing to do with their various they're doing, just so they know that we care about them. That's a mitzvah rabba, and that's arvis, and that's the source of all the kiruv. We have uh, two minutes left, and said we're starting the tefillah tonight. So it's something you can mark tomorrow as number one. We'll go over anything we say now, but the segue is actually very apropos, because people want to know, what do you do if in toxic situations, which we seem to find ourselves in more and more today, uh, due to the um, PR machine that is second to none of uh, evil people who want to redo the world order in every way. So if you can't do anything more and you can't do active care now and you can't condone and you can't even associate sometimes because it's going to send the wrong message, is there anything left to do in Kirov? The answer, I mentioned this before in this year, the answer is absolutely. It's called Davin. And all the tefillahs we have, certainly in the if you haven't noticed yet, they're all Belashen Rabbim. And the reason they're Belashen Rabbim is you're davening anyway and putting your keches into it. You might as well daven for everybody else at the same time and daven for everybody in Klai Yisrael. And Ashkenazi did that, whether that's always true when it's a personal tefillah-based sorrow, we'll get into in the coming weeks. But tefillah is central to Yiddishkeit, it works. We're going to go into all these things. If you think the Sugya of Neiver, one Pasuk took a long time, Baruch Hashem, to get some understanding. Tefillah is something that comes up even more, like three times a day. Or for the women folk, whom we're going to cover, the Halachas, the Menachem for Nashim, and for Katanim, comes up once a day, or twice a day, or for five minutes a day, depending what their Isaac Mitzvah But every Yid's life revolves around their relationship with the Kosh Baruch Hu, and that uh, begins with tefillah. That's why I, after deliberation, picked this topic. We're going to try to touch upon, obviously, the 
many halachas from the beginning to the end, Shabbos, Yantif, um, for women, men, children, different uh, matzavim. We're going to try to cover the bitachan and amuna aspect, which is most of tefillah. And who knows, maybe in a year, year and a half, we'll be able to get back to Biuri tefillah. There was a series of shirim, which you reminded me about, in Flapashet, at the Aguda, where we actually started the shirim tefillah on about uh, three quarters of a year in, and we got into the middle of Bazooka Zimra, of Shabbos. And I only remember that because people keep reminding me, where's the rest of it? <laughs> so somebody two weeks ago asked me that out of the blue. Nothing's out of the blue. I said, interesting, you should ask that. We're happy to be starting Hilchus Tefillim. So he said, great, are we starting at Lamin Or some. <laughs> I said, no, um, we're actually starting with a lot of uh, Makaris on what the Chiva is and the Machlekes Vishayinim and, and a lot of the Ashkafas. But if you remind me in a year or two down the line, We'll get to the beer, but before that, and the beer you can go, we had some Hakdama there also, you can hear that, uh, if you can find it in the system, it's called Antfila, something like that. But uh, we will go back to the uh, basics, there's nothing basic here, there's a lot of basic hashkafas that we should know, we probably heard, have to be internalized. Many people complain, and we should be complaining, that Antfila is not what it could be, because probably not. Uh, nothing is as it could be if we can improve. Uh, one of the things I hope will help is to understand how basic a chiv it is and how much it does and what the lochas are and eventually what the words mean and uh, hopefully down the line it'll be changing our tefillahs but I think it'll change it immediately as soon as we start so Mitzvah Shem we will start that tomorrow night and uh, tell your friends please that we are about started and uh, 9 o'clock sharp tomorrow night at Mitzvah Shem thank you